0: Welcome, my friends, to Scrymia River, the MTG Advice Podcast. That's advice in inverted commas. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis, and we're here to solve your problems this week, Dennis, with a special guest all the way from the Canuck Republic. <laughs> it is a very good friend from British Colin It's from the from the from the town of Victoronia. It's Adam Savidon. Adam, oh thank you God, for joining just, us. Yeah. Uh, hi.
1: <laughs> you had to hit me with. Got it. paid on every street yeah, on that one. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hi, hi, Riley. Hi, Dennis. Thanks for having me. I'm actually like, for some reason, super excited to do this show. Despite that introduction.
0: Um, I love picking on Adam because he is one of the kindest, one of the most <laughs> gentle, gentlest yes. souls I've ever met. But he's also five meters tall and you know built built like a a, a brick brick and uh he he's huge mm-hmm. but it's really fun to pick on him because he, he, you you feel invincible even though he's so big it's <laughs> i love it
1: i've never i've never thrown a punch at another human being in my entire life okay well
0: that that begs the question i don't kick you your teeth a in, pu- in
2: he'll kick your teeth in though no problem <laughs> no, <it's> like, <laughs> he's all legs. Yeah, so all man.
0: kicks no punches oh dear anyway yeah. We're going to answer your questions this week, my friends. We've had so many people get in touch on Twitter, of course, uh, with with questions for all of us. Less of an advice podcast this week, and more of a sort of AMA, which we're very, mm. we, which we're more than happy to uh, to get across. But if you want to add your question to the pile, we're hoping to have more guests on in the future. Maybe we'll just sort of press gang Adam into being on the show every week, Dennis. I like the sound of that.
1: Oh,
2: same. yeah, just yeah, we'll just bully him in by <laughs> yeah. getting him in, getting him in the sneak him into the first episode. Well, I, do, yeah. I
0: do have a bullyable face,
1: so. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that is a, a p-
2: reference to when Adam once referred to one of our my colleagues, Jeff, as having a bullible face. Who <laughs> I know listens to this podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Oh, poor Jeff. Anyway, so we're going to get across. Uh, we're going to get across the questions you've submitted. And if you want to, if you want to throw your 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 the proverbial hat into the proverbial ring for next week, of course, please do submit those questions at Raleigh Tower is the best place to do that. If you're feeling sorry for Dennis and want to just give him some correspondence at Strandjack. And if you, you want to like really being confusing, yeah. Adam, yeah. <laughs> what Adam- at, at wake up super at wake up super mm-hmm. yeah um now adam you claim to be never scared on twitter yeah yeah and then one this time, is I'm like gonna, one I'm of gonna, the first
1: things that you talk to me about
0: i'm gonna out <laughs> you here buddy i'm gonna i'm gonna out you because one time where where were we, we were in seattle <laughs> Yeah. We sat down to, to draft some battle bond, right? Yeah. And uh, we were like, oh, let's open a Will and Rowan. And I was like, well, hang on a bit. What would happen if our, one of our opponents opened Will and Rowan, right? And, and you were like, oh, no, I wouldn't like that. I'm like, oh, how, how would it make you feel? Would you be scared? He's like, yeah, of course I'd be scared. I'd, I wouldn't lose. I'm like, ha, ha, <laughs> <Jacques. laughs> Yeah, you really got, got him. me. You really got me, yeah. Yeah, I'll the only been, thing that scares Adam. I've been exposed. Is, Will and is Rowan. And his and, uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. Got him. Anyway let's get your take on this one this is a question from ryan chen here so it was really excited to hear that you guys got adam to be on the show this week it was a huge coup uh my question is not fully magic related but hopefully it's still interesting enough i'm curious to know how the three of you balance magic or slash magic being, ba- being magic personalities with your personal relationships it seems like even though it's your profession it also tends to bleed into your hobbies and free times as well do you find it hard to find a, a good balance or to find proper boundaries or have you all found a system that works relatively easily I feel like I'm pretty useless at relationships myself, but I figured it could be good information to know, especially for those in the community who aren't relationship challenged. So uh, we're we're all in the three of us are all in relationships, and mm-hmm. we probably all have different sort of approach on it. So Adam, so how do you deal? Because you stream, you're playing games a bunch of the time. That's that's got to have an impact on your on your personal life.
1: Um, are we talking like relationships, like purely romantic, or like are we talking friendships as well?
0: I guess both is fun.
1: Let's do both. Um, okay, so for relationships. Uh, my current girlfriend, um, she's a nurse, so our schedules don't actually line up ever. <laughs> so <it's>, it works <laughs> out in arc. that, like, I, cause I work, like, almost all day, every day. And then she'll be on nights sometimes, or, like, she'll work long, um, long shift work as a nurse. So, um, it's been hard. Like, I think it's just hard for everyone. I think everyone, assumes that everyone else is really good at relationships when nobody really is you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i I find that that's a common misconception is that people are just so willing to and i'm not saying that the person asking this question is doing that but using it as an excuse you know what i mean like it's hard work for everyone like me adam savadan is like the world's biggest introvert like all i want to do on any given day is be alone. <laughs> like, mm. like I want to spend all this time. Like I'm so much happier, like completely in solitude. Oh, wow. Well,
0: sorry, dude. Wow. You know, well, I, I mean, mean Ryan, sorry to drag you, you out of the like
1: podcast. That. You're kind of like
2: that too. Oh no,
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's like, I do like, I, I like doing stuff like this, but just, and, and I know that my default state, it's selfish mm. of me to do that. Right? Yeah, because I-, I
0: can relate to this a lot because as, Dan- as Dennis says, I'm actually secretly an introvert as well. The, 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 I had uh, introverts and extroverts described me once as where you gain your energy, right? Yes. What you what you find exhausting, and I find it exhausting to be around other people, and I, and I find it energizing to be by myself. So I can definitely relate to you. Yeah, on any given I, day, I mean, like-
2: I feel. I feel left out. I'm literally the opposite. If I spend too much time alone, I get like bummed out and like, yeah, and drained. Yeah. yeah. Drained. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. It's wild. Cause like my current girlfriend is like Dennis. Like she needs to be around people like all the time.
2: Adam, geez, buy me dinner first. It's been, uh, it's, so it's, it's been
1: interesting. <laughs> like as far as like balancing it, uh, I don't know. There's just no secret, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're gonna, yeah, there's, f- no code. there's no cheat cut. There's no, no, but
2: it's just, it's just, it's just compromise and communication. And like, yeah. even if that's with, if that's, you know, because of magic or because of your careers or because of anything, I think that's the secret to unlocking almost anything as a, as, as a couple or as a, as a, as, you know, as even the you know, a pair of close platonic friends. Yeah. One time I saw a relationship described, and this is actually pretty, pretty revolutionary for me <clears throat> in my slightly younger years, I guess, was you have to stop viewing things, uh, like, Trouble in your relationship should be tackled as a team. You are both on the same side. You're on the side of wanting to do what is better for you two as a whole. And like I think approaching um, any relationship problem or any problem that affects a relationship as not as like a me versus you but as an us versus the world kind of thing is super, super, super beneficial.
0: Yeah. I think what you said most, most, more than anything, you know, said it's about compromise and about communication. But I think one of them is much more important than the other. It's just communication. Mm-hmm. If you can, if you can open up clear dialogues, clear clear ways to discuss things and and make your needs, feelings, thoughts, whatever known to you, to your partner, then they should back you up on it. And obviously, again, compromise is the second step to that because you know it, life is a compromise. It's give and take with everything. Yeah. But Megan's very supportive of the weird hours that I have to work. I'm away a lot as well, and you know this sort of just leaves her in Glasgow for, you know, weeks sometimes. And, you know, we, we talk a lot on the phone and we message and that sort of stuff. We're in touch with each other. But I mean that takes a toll. It's it's tough. Um but uh, you know, we're really honest with each other, we're really open with each other about what we need and what we want from one another. We never really argue in a way that is uh nasty or you know, it's always constructive, we're always trying to drive towards a solution. Mm-hmm. Um and that that's just about the culture that you set up within you know a, a romantic relationship it's important to kind of get that sort of stuff i I think nailed down very early yeah and
1: like i'm kind of gonna end up dealing with the same thing like my girlfriend's going on a trip to thailand for like three months and it's oh, just rough, like yeah, yeah and it's like she's just going and it's like i support her completely right like it's like do what you got to do right but mm-hmm, it's definitely mm-hmm. like um
2: it's, it's not without cost yeah. it's not it, it's not like it doesn't affect you yeah
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so like,
2: like I I like, I am I'm, I'm in the same position as Riley. Like with our like 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 Riley and I are recording this podcast right now. We both have live in girlfriends. It's five minutes past midnight. Yeah. You yeah. know? And that's just that's something I do pretty this kind of thing is pretty regular for me. Yeah.
1: I think it's like I don't and I don't want to give your listener like just like the boring cliche answer, right? Like, oh, just communication and compromise and everything else. And I think my biggest piece of or my biggest answer is just like, yeah, nobody's good at this stuff. And we all just kind of figure it out to make it work in a way that is sustainable. Sustainability is like the big thing. Like you Mm -hmm. can't just like burn yourself out on trying to please somebody or like, and I think like what the big question they're getting at too is like, Hey, and the thing I hate when people do it is like, Hey, I have this really nerdy hobby and I'm embarrassed of it. Oh, that's yeah, what no, it feels no, like you, this question's kind of like adjacent to. I don't know if that's maybe that's the way I'm reading it, but you know what I well, mean? Well,
0: even if this question isn't asking that, that's yeah. definitely still that's something, a, something that, yeah, sure, yeah, that people yeah. re- bring up. And I mean, come on, yeah. come on. It's it, not high school anymore. I mean, we're all roughly around the same kind of age. We were, we were getting picked on in high school for being in D and D and whatever else. Like these days, that just, that just isn't a thing anymore. No. I don't think
1: and, and no, you shouldn't. Yeah. Sorry. Nothing drives me more nuts than like when people say, Oh, I only know a lot about subject X because I have no life. And it's like, no, you're just super interested in something like, just yeah. like, you know, that's 2020, right? Like we got to like our things. And I think that maybe your partner won't specifically be into magic. You know what I mean? And you can try, don't force it. But mm-hmm. I, I think that there's ways to introduce the things that you love to your partner. And yeah. if it's going to work out, then they're either going to be res- like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Reciprocal. Receptive, yeah, receptive to yeah. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Or they're just gonna be like, this isn't for me, but I still yep. kind of support you thing.
0: And that's actually exactly what has happened with me and Megan. Megan and I have nothing in common culturally, right? Mm-hmm. We we click really well. Our personalities align really well, but culturally, we're just kind of on completely different pages. She's outdoors every day. She works with horses. I've ridden a couple of horses like with her, and you know, she enjoyed that. I enjoyed that, but I, like, it didn't kind of you know change. <laughs> I was I wasn't like ooh. This is this is my calling, you know. I'm, I'm all of a sudden going to be a horseman, yeah. um, and it's the same with you know. I played a couple of games of magic with Megan. We play board games, video games together every now and again, but like that's not something that really, you know, it is deeply entrenched within her as you know a cultural interest or whatever. So it's not essential. That sort of thing. it helps. Yeah. It's nice. Like uh, I know Dennis, you and Nikki. You, yeah, you know, I'm you on played... easy
2: mode over here. Nikki and I met at like a Pro Tour Kansas of Tarkir viewing party. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah genu- that's genuinely true. Now I was she was dating different somebody else. And I was dating a different person at the time. But you know, like a couple years later, we ended up getting together. It was weird because I had a YouTube channel where they called Wimbledon, where we did all these draft videos and stuff. And um, Nikki knew the other guy I did it with pretty well, and she was like an actual like fan. (laughs) <laughs> and then like we started dating and she was like this is super weird now yeah yeah, yeah. because you'll t- and she, like on one of our first dates i like to- i was telling some anecdote, some hilarious you know relatable anecdote as i do oh yeah i was telling i was telling some story and she was like oh and this happened and i was like oh did i already tell you about that and she was like no you said it in a video yeah and i was like oh okay yeah. cool
0: <laughs> i i get in trouble with that with sometimes with megan because um I'll, she'll listen to this as well. And hi, Megan. Uh, and, and I'll, I'll say something like on half our History on this. And she'll be like, I didn't know that about you. And I was like, What? I've never told you about, whatever it is. She's just like, No, you hide No, like, oh, I wasn't hiding And it. it. just never, it's never come. She's like, oh, I yeah. know what you're up to, right? You like, mean I never ah, told you, like the
2: defenestrations yeah. of Prague? Like- yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I mean, this most recent relationship, I've been better about it, but I have definitely been guilty of the thing that I hate, like, just, like, not mentioning the th- my hobbies mm. and stuff, like, to people. I was hiding like, it, yeah. Yeah, because it's, like, I don't know, the stuff that I generally, like, I mean, the stuff that we, like, until now, now it's, like, acceptable, right? Like, it's, like, mm. everybody does well, have, it. You
2: been, have, have you, and if you don't want to share this, it's okay, have you been burned by that in the past?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I've had, like, as far as, like, dating, like, and yeah. especially before... I started streaming for like maybe like five years, you know, like six, seven years ago. I remember dating this girl or going on a couple of dates with this girl and her finding out that like I was really into wrestling or something. And she's just like, yeah, it's just not for me. Right. Like I just can't take you seriously kind of thing. And I was just like, holy shit. Okay. <laughs> oh, she
0: saved you a lot of time. Yeah. She, she did. You like, you know time. what? I, but yeah. at the
1: time it's hard to, yeah,
0: to course, yeah. parse no, that when
1: you're just like, Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then there's something wrong with me. And then you just want to like hide it all the time
0: yeah and yeah. so don't do that. yeah, don't do that, Brian. Yeah. Uh, be honest, be open, be ready to make compromises. but the the main thing is establishing, I would say establishing a good culture of communication. And this is just re- with romantic relationships as well with with just friends. I mean, i I've always found that honesty is is always the best policy. and uh, you know establishing that kind of thing early on in a relationship is going to save you a lot of a lot of difficulty, a lot of heartache and a lot of headache. Uh, further down the line and you know when it comes to and this is just general advice when it comes to stuff with magic being personalities traveling a lot having a lot of other responsibilities you know recording podcasts at quarter past midnight all that all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. you've, you've got a solid foundation that you can you can get through that sort of stuff as you say Dennis together as a team
2: yeah I honestly like Nikki and I like if we're if like we're if one of us is upset about something or if we're if, we're, if, we've, if we've like had a disagreement or a fight or whatever we're coming to the end of it We'll literally just look at each other, and I'll go team, and she'll go team, and it's just mm. like a nice like we're both on the same page. We don't always agree with each other, but we're both trying to achieve the same goal, which in this case is like spend the rest of your lives together, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I think having this like people have this antagonistic relationship towards their significant others a lot, where you're, like trying to like get one over on them or oh, trying to I hate prove that. them yeah, the wrong, well, Yeah, I can't. I don't Or like, or like trying to like off. get away from them, like oh, yep. they're not tell the wife about this, that kind yep. of thing. Oh, I got, yeah. I
0: got the evening off. It's like wow, that's. What a, what a what a wholesome and prosperous relationship you must have. If that's how you talk about your partner when you're away from them. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, whatever. Maybe they're blowing off steam. Maybe, but it's just not. I, I think we could do without that communication. That sort of communication yeah. altogether. Anyway. I don't. Anyway. Yeah. That's enough. That's enough seriousness. <laughs> we've. we've I, I feel like we've answered this question pretty thoroughly here. Yeah. We, we can get onto the dumb stuff here. We can move on to some of the uh, some of the AMA questions. So, Ryan, I hope that helps a little bit, buddy. And uh, you know. You've, you 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 in your question? I feel you're pretty useless at relationships yourself. Look, everyone is. We're we're all we're all learning this sort of. You, there's no rule book that you follow step by step all the way through to the end of a relationship. We're we're all just kind of making it obviously go along. Don't don't judge your real life against someone else's Facebook feed because you're just going to drive yourself crazy.
2: Well, yeah, well, no, except for Adam. Adam is like Adam Casanova-Savadan over there, the <laughs> oh, yeah. that
0: he is. Yeah, like, you don't need yeah, to worry absolutely. about I mean, that. Yeah. Know, he's, he's, talk, he, he's talking, he's talking, he's being very modest. A lot of false modesty coming from, uh, from, the, <laughs> yeah, that's from a, the old that's Canadian. That's actually
1: the first thing that people say to me when they're like, hey, what did you think when, uh, what would you think of me when I first met me or when you first met me? And they're like, false modesty. I was like, yeah, that's
0: fair. And that's why they call you, Adam, <laughs> false modesty is <laughs> Yeah. It is time for everyone's favorite segment of Scribe River. It's time for power moves. Adam, you profess to be a big fan of the show. You, you'll know what this segment's all about—about about asserting dominance, about about the the, the the biggest, baddest, nastiest power moves you can uh, you can think of. You can come up with in order to uh, to stamp to make your mark yeah. on Magic: The Gathering. The game. Um, do you have a power move you might you might you could sh- do? You want to do you want to crack open? Uh, a top shelf savadan power move for us here
1: yeah actually this is one of my favorites and i do it to um my friend james he's like my best friend in the whole world and i mm-hmm. love doing this one to him i do the blind uh seven keep so i'll just like deal Ooh. seven cards Ooh. face face down and then i just say i keep i look at my opponent you make eye contact because that's important Yeah, of course and that's then important. you say i keep and then you oh, wait for it. them to like, and if they're a coward, they're gonna draw their seven and look at it and then decide. Or
0: oh, but no, but they can't you, win either
1: way, can they? No, they it's can't. all upside. Yeah, because yeah. if
2: you lose having blind capped yeah. they're like you're like, oh well, I was not a real game. Like <laughs> yeah, blind capped is a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if you
0: win, oh, oh yeah. but even but even better than that, when you're actually in the, the mulliganing process, right? If you draw your seven, don't look at it, put a face down, and just say keep, right? Mm-hmm. If they look. Then you've clearly beaten them in that look because you know they're oh, they're yeah. not going to you know buy into your silliness there they're not going to buy into the power so you've just absolutely got them. Yeah. The second the option is they don't look in which case they're just copying you.
1: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The Jeez. term the term I love and it's I play fighting games a lot and mm-hmm. uh, the term I love is mentally guard broken, <laughs> and that's when you <laughs> yeah, when you know you've got your opponent like when you've got your opponent like in magic do you know when i know this is getting off from power moves but like when you attack your opponent with like your 2-2 into their 3-3 and they don't block yeah it's like you oh, yeah, know you've Jenna, got them <laughs> yeah, you've got yeah. them mentally guard broken right like
2: yeah You're you've just... taken up real estate in their brain space <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: that's it oh, yeah. i love it that's very good I'm gonna, I'm gonna be keeping some blind sevens in the future from right <laughs> oh, yeah, now. Don't, don't even worry about that that's very good um dennis we had a bunch sent in as well uh do you want to do you want to kick things off here
2: yeah, we got a para move sent in here from Curtis Dole. Curtis opens and says, here's a paramove. move. All right, wait, mate, we'll be the judge of that. Let's just back off there. Back in June of 2016, myself and two friends drove two and a half hours to play in a standard face-to-face 1K event in Siskelbop, Saskatchewan, Canada. <laughs> that's not, that's, that's not a
0: real place. It Saskatoon,
2: real. Saskatchewan. Adam, do you want to educate Den- the people Dennis, a bit where that is? can you stop
0: making up place names? <laughs> None okay. of these are real place names. What is this place, Adam? Is this a real place?
1: Saskatoon. Yeah. Saskatoon is like right smack dab in the middle of Saskatchewan. Next to Narnia. Yes. Next to Narnia. (laughs) It's like, yeah, when I lived there, it was like maybe 200,000 people, but I think it's grown considerably. Like, it's a
0: university city, so...
1: Um, oh, dude, the town I'm from has like thirty thousand people in it, so
2: okay. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> anyway. it's not
0: called it's not it's not called Saska's Skaskaskuchkabob, or whatever it's called. Skaskabooch. Oh anyway. Alright, so what is Curtis this made up from, <clears throat> from this made up town? What's what what's Curtis saying?
2: Um he says one of our friends played Grixis Control and ended up winning the event. The power move came from his sideboard. Every time he won a match, he would ask his opponents, Do you think I should have boarded this in against you? and would casually flash a display of dominance from Dragon's Stark here which was currently in standard, including to me after knocking me out of top 8 contention.
0: Oh, that's so good because, of course, Display of Dominance is a green card, so you couldn't play it in Grixis Control.
1: Mm. Oh, that's so good. That's, oh, that's so spicy. good. That's really good. <laughs>
2: It, because they'll be like, "What?" Uh, uh. I love that's one of those like anime like crash zooms and like the sweats coming down his forehead. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> they've got that weird kind of like X thing on their forehead. That yeah, oh, that's, that's so good. It's more like it hits you and zooms in on the car, and you're like, "Nani?" <laughs> <And just> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, and just the name of the car as well is perfect display of dominance. Like yeah. re- that. I mean, that is an utter display of dominance. And and I mean, if the, it, did this person manage to make top eight as well if they've not yeah they've knocked them out of top eight contention so so the the friend managed to make it all the way to to top eight with with a green card in their grixis control side but oh that's so
2: good there's an addendum here though Mm -hmm. gone so oh he got so curtis's friend got some recognition on top of that you know as my other friend and I were waiting and cheering him on during the top eight, a judge asked us about why he had it in the board and how he was planning to ever cast it. My friend answered that if he stole a lone dryad, which was seeing some play with a dragon lord Silumgar, he'd be able to cast it. On top of all this, uh, face to face games even wrote an article about, about his cyborg tech meta. He sometimes managed to register a copy of it in his sideboard. but the craziest part is he actually managed to cast it.
0: <laughs> he, oh, he, he, did? Dragon he, he managed Silimgar. to use Silumgar to, to cast it. To Holy. get to get
2: get the when you do to cast it, which is just the cherry on top. That is a quality. Just, just a cascade of power moves from That's uh, yeah. word.
0: I love that. I love that. That's yeah. so good. Just from from go to woe. It's like a it's like a little boulder, and it just keeps getting bigger every time.
1: <laughs> like this, this little power move boulder is going down the slope, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. It's just
0: you knocking it's out. A, you know, know, it's a good power them.
2: move. You know, it's a good power move when God. it that you, that you're submitting it on behalf of your friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, Is that absolutely.
1: Like, yeah, like when you're, you're, you don't even send in your own power move, one of your friends sends in. But then it's like, yeah. are they gaming the system? Did they ask their friend to send it in? You know what I mean?
0: Still works. Well, that's interesting. Still yeah. got on the show. The it's power true. move. I mean, that's a power move as well. Here's the
2: thing, though. We know Curtis's name. We don't know that guy's name. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> oh, no, wait, to- no, it's in the article. It's Simon <laughs> Tubella. <laughs> Never
1: mind.
0: All right, Dennis, got another power move here. This one comes from Angel, God of Storms, which is wow. a very powerful name indeed. Uh, they opened by saying, all right, Dennis got the last one. This one's was right sent so. straight to me, straight to the right. Sent right Box of the scraps, that's fine. A no, second. no, it's no this, this is the premium one. This is the good stuff here. This is the good stuff. Here is a spicy power play for limited. When you go to sit down in front of your opponent, make sure that you put that limited bomb from your pool on the bottom of the deck. As you're getting ready, you can make sure to place your deck with that spicy bomb facing up so your opponent can see it. Then when it comes to shuffling and cutting, chit-chat about how you didn't get anything good. This is going to leave your opponent in fear of what else you have in your deck, shattering any hope of winning that they may have had. So when you first pick that Thasabest the Sea God, right, you put that on, you you, you very clearly accidentally display that to your opponent and then talk about how bad your deck is. That's so good. Mm
2: -hmm. This is very similar to something I run into a lot where if... uh if I like mind rot somebody and they discard some obscene card, like let's say like Thassa Best of God, you're like, what did they keep in their hand? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: No.
1: yeah, when they pitch like two removal spells and like keep one card and you're just like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> what's going to happen to me? Yeah,
2: no, That's That, very that strong. one's pretty
1: I like good. That. I like that one a lot. Because it's like, even just, I actually like the power move more not talking about it and not bringing verbal attention to it. And oh, just just, just again—it's a letting, display of dominance, yeah, isn't it? Just letting it be an environmental kind of flex. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just letting it happen. Because yeah. most people will get in their own heads. Magic players, especially, get in their own heads a lot, and
0: so they'll like, start but, playing around at the entire game, even yeah. though, like, you know, you don't even have it in your hand or anything. <laughs> yeah, actually, I like that a lot. If you want, if you want, yeah. if you want to ratchet back the subtlety a little bit, that's actually that's actually very good. Yeah, like uh, we got, got plenty more, Dennis. You want to you want to hit us with another one?
2: I want to hijack one. I want to hijack this because I've just remembered one that I've done in Limited many a time.
0: All right, go on. Um,
2: I will take... when well, So I'll build my seal pool or whatever at the pre-release, let's say, and I'll you know, I'm playing blue Red or whatever. And then I will go and get nine extra islands and eight extra mountains mm. and put them in my deck box. And then when we go to game two, I will sideboard out my entire land base for identical lands... So the person on the other side of the table was like, "What are they sideboarding? Oh, They're yeah. changing like <laughs> 17 cards.
1: That's Holy good. shit, yep. that's good. Yep. Yeah, that's really good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've actually. Do you know who did this? Actually, at the at the the, the Mythic Championship, right? Was Toffle. Really? Toffle did. He only did it with like three or four lands, but he needed to make it seem like he was sideboarding. So he just sideboarded out a mountain, put it in a new mountain. Like oh, two I want to so
2: change it. I wanna, It's like changing a skin. It's like I want to change my art.
0: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah it's really good alright Dennis I've got, an- I've got another power move here this one was from J Maz here and J Maz says declare your attackers by tapping them and moving them in front of your opponent's creatures in a way that suggests you know exactly how they plan to block. Hit them with the correct blocks a couple of times, and then afterwards throw in the misinformation dagger when the time is right and give them the incorrect block. So you go there, you you line up your attacks against how you assume they're going to block, and you do it correctly a couple of times, and then all of a sudden you zag on them, right? You start giving them the wrong blocks and just see if they go, yeah, of course, that's it. Oh, wait, what?
2: You need some Oscar winning. There. You need to be like, all right, block of this. You're like, well, no, actually, obviously, like this, like this, like this, like this. Like this. You gotta <laughs> yeah. be like, obviously. Okay. As yeah. If you're not, oh, you're not. You're not a moron though, so it has to be like this. Yeah. You know? and like, like
1: I like that a lot. I think the it works a lot more too if you have stuff in your hand to look at. Like, lay out the blocks. Look at your hand and be like oh no 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 and then switch like <laughs> oh yeah 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 because oh, no, i've got this uh, exactly. yeah oh, oh, exactly the, uh,
2: the, um, if i could tally up the amount of time playing paper magic that i've spent staring at a planes in my hand like it holds the secrets to the universe <laughs> yeah. like yeah. oh it's got to be hours. just like mm. and then you put it down you pick it up you're like as if you as if you need to read the card again yeah. and you're like hang on, hang on. Like, they got chains of mephistopheles sitting there and like freaking basic plans i've done that so many times you're
1: looking at your lands like they're counter spells like they cast something you're, oh, like, yeah. you're Look at your hand and make them think for a second. Yeah,
2: yeah, you're like you're like hope already, and they're at staring at your mono green deck, and you're like, sir, "Sir, please on the stack." Yeah, last one here, Riley from Jethro, an old school power move. When going off with Malira combo in modern, instead of gaining infinite life or like a billion life, I like to gain an amount of life that felt beatable, like 500. Oh,
1: that's just so to good. give
2: my opponent the burden <laughs> of hope.
1: So <laughs> like they stopped the infinite combo. I think stopping yeah. the infinite combo in itself is like the world's biggest power move. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, that's true. Because you're like, I, yeah. I, I can go and gain life forever, but I choose to stop this.
0: Yeah, I've got yeah. enough. Yeah. Uh, this, the, you know, see if you can beat this. Exactly, oh, but I just love that. Like, because five hundred. If if someone was, you know, they got an infinite life combat, whatever it is, right? I mean, there's, you know, there's there's so many of them, right? Mm-hmm. Someone goes off, and they're like, uh, yeah, I'll gain like two hundred fifty life. I will go, ooh. I can beat that. <laughs> I can beat 250 live. Yeah. That sounds fine, but you're of course just, you can't. Like, of course, they no, are just gonna going to keep going. like dangerous Whatever. But, thing, man. But it just, it just, yeah, exactly. It just sparks this little hope inside. She's so like, oh, I could. This is, this is, this is the power move of the week. This one's fantastic. Yeah, this one's This is really definitely, good.
2: this definitely wins the power move of the week. I really like
0: the Mark that. Boyd Power Move of the Week award goes to Jethro this week. So well done, Jethro. An old school power move, and I tell you what, a bloody good one too. Adam, you
2: ready to spill your guts to the audience? Yeah, this is just a rapid fire set of questions. People got a lot of things they want to ask, big okay. old savage daddy. We got a, no, we got a. Stack. Dennis,
1: no, no, Dennis.
2: <laughs> People call you that all the time. Man, I
1: hate it, dude. I feel like we can you love bleep- it though. I feel
0: like we can you really. We enjoy can it. bleep it if you want. No, no, you don't bleep it. I'm but
2: just, but no. then they'll be like, "What did he
0: say? What did he <laughs> say?" They've got to find out, and then Dennis will tell them because Dennis is a real nasty like, boy.
2: Guys, you listen to that podcast where like <laughs> Dennis <laughs> called Adam a slur in the middle <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um we got a stack of uh, of ama questions sent in here and uh, and we're gonna we're gonna burn through as many of them as possible we got a lot we okay. got a lot to get through so let, let's try to get through them as, as fast as possible the first question was asked by a number of different people's asked by swonk by ryan carl and by lucas stewart they all had something in common adam i've got no idea what they're talking about, they're talking about something about a jar <laughs> in the in the, yeah. in the forest
1: yeah okay so have you have you played hollow
0: knight no but i i'm no. familiar with the game okay
1: so in hollow Knight there are um, little caterpillars that you find and mm-hmm. they're trapped in little jars. And right. I, when I was streaming this game, I made a big show about going on rants whenever I had to let one of these things out of the jar because I'm like, well, they're obviously not worth their salt. Like, you know what I mean? Like if they're trapped in the jar, they probably deserve to be there. So why am I rewarding Whoa. weakness by letting <laughs> Whoa. them out? You know? Like, yeah,
2: you're just interfering with natural selection yes, at that point. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So poor it poor caterpillars. It, it, this this situation evolved into this question which is okay riley mm. um you are uh like a like a fantasy adventurer
0: like you're a warrior thank you. yeah, or yeah, like I, a I, I, thank you for recognizing it finally yeah, yeah. someone <laughs> like a
1: wizard or something not even a wizard you have no magical spells but you're, you're like a fighter, a, you're yeah. like a fighter and you're walking mm-hmm. through like an enchanted forest or like a spooky swamp or kind of like the swamp from princess bride like the fire swamp think that okay and you Drones come of a- size, yeah. you come across uh, another person, probably around your size, male female doesn't matter, um, trapped in a giant jar.
0: All right, what do you do? I mean, uh, do they do they? Is there like are there holes cut in the top, like when you caught bugs when you were a kid, so they can breathe? I'm going to say, <laughs> are they? N- no, probably not. No. Well, so then they're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, I, if I can free them from this jar, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do that. Of course, yes.
2: Is it the wrong answer? Yeah. Why is it the wrong? Why I is it the wrong answer? Because
0: my argument,
1: okay, is that okay? So I don't think it's the wrong answer. I just All think right. it's just as dangerous to let them out as it is to leave them in.
2: For who? For yourself? For everyone.
1: Explain. Because there is a strong yeah. chance and it's a fantasy setting, right? The correct, the thing you need to remember that this isn't real life. This is a fantasy setting where there's monsters and demons. Yeah, there's no and there's person magic. in a jar
2: in Adam's basement that we know yeah. of.
1: Like that's not what's going on here. Yeah. So I think the risk you run, you run just as much risk as not letting them out as leaving them in. Like the chance that they're a good person and you left them in the jar to die is, is just as, but you run just as much I mean, of not, a risk as not, opening I mean, the not. jar and they were put there for a reason.
0: And they're no, going to kill a bunch of people. You can't leave anyone behind, man. You oh, can't leave anyone. But you, you can't. You can't can. let. No, you can't. You cannot let one innocent person die. But you we can't. don't know they're if innocent, you, though. But but the, the how many innocent people are you willing to consign to jar based death? Right. Mm-hmm. What's what's your line on on innocent people suffocating to death in jars? A fantasy Adam, pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Fantasy Adam. <laughs> fantasy Adam takes no prisoners. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's so terrible. How, wait, wait.
1: Can you can you like communicate with them?
2: Can we hold like some oh, yeah, sort you of can jar talk tribunal? I can like, talk to, them. to Yeah, but how do you know they're not? Okay. Life? Well, I'm
0: just I'm well, I'm just rolling I mean, insight. am yeah. okay. so, just rolling so, checks. So, Riley, what happens
1: if you do let them out? And let's say they were like a, a genie or a warlock, and they were trapped in yeah. there, and then they go on like this massive killing spree, and people are like, "Well, who let them out?" And you like I'm raise not, your hand. I'm not. No,
0: I'm not responsible for that. No, absolutely ah, not. No, that's are you not my responsibility. Because I didn't make them go and do that thing. And also I had imperfect information. I made the best decision possible with the information yeah. that I had, which was there is a person that is in need of help inside a jar yeah. and you have a moral responsibility to help people that are in need, right? And I took this person at their word. I took Well, this I think Adam takes umbrage faith.
2: with that you have moral responsibility to people yeah. that are in need. I don't think he, I don't think he agrees.
1: I don't, I don't
0: agree of with that. Of course you do. I'm just saying that I agree.
2: I
1: agree. Like, I think letting them out is fine. Yeah, I don't think it's like a bad decision. You, you think
2: it's you think you think it's closer than people. Yes, I'm it is,
1: tired of being. I don't think I should be vilified for leaving the person in. I don't think it's naturally I don't think it's inherently evil. That's my argument.
0: No, like, it's definitely more. It's definitely the the less risky thing to do. But no, yeah. I don't think. I th- I don't think I could. I think, I think, I don't an, think on the trying
2: to think it's a neutral evil move.
0: I couldn't have it on my conscience. Whatever it is, whether it's good, evil, whatever else, I couldn't I couldn't have that on my conscience. And the other thing is, as you say, like if they're an evil warlock, they go and they start like slaughtering townsfolk or whatever else like that. I didn't I didn't make them do that. That's not my fault.
2: Yeah. If, or what if or what if they're like a, what if they're a genie you get a bunch of wishes? Yeah.
0: There's think, to be had. If they've They'd, been magically imprisoned in a jar in the middle of the fire swamp, right? Yeah. In order for them to stay there, the person who imprisoned them should have written on the side of the jar, do not open. <laughs> That's true. And then I'd think about it twice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know don't, I don't, G-
0: don't genie open inside yeah <laughs> don't, don't genie genie open inside. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but yeah, genies exactly. are
1: notorious for never giving you the wish exactly or they give the wish exactly how you say it the too, monkey right? paw wish yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah the uh the 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 malicious compliance well that's yeah. why you've got to think about you got to think about it really carefully that's why if you should have your three wishes like pre-written out know like, them off by heart so you don't get like geralt of riviet you know that's yeah. not do you have Wait, do you have wishes? your three wishes yeah I don't have them worked out. I, I they've probably they've probably changed so much over the years. I'd have to go back from from start from scratch. Huh. I don't know. Immediately, I'd start exploring, wishing for wishes as like loopholes. You know, I'd get Wish my legal team. That's in. greedy. I think exactly.
1: I like for someone who has a reputation for getting super greedy. Whenever they're watching me like play a video <laughs> game or something, like yeah, yeah. I don't think I would. I think I would just try to do like very basic wishes. Like I don't need a lot of money. I just need like enough to. Sustain comfortably. Like, I would
0: like to live comfortably, and they give you three pillows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. You, that's why you need. The, that's why you need to call on your legal team. Get them. Yeah. Uh, get, get an airtight contract on up. <laughs> All right. Well, I would open the jar. Dennis, yeah, would yeah. My open first the jar? wish.
2: I wish for legal cons. Dennis, would you open the jar? <laughs> um,
1: it's closer than you think. Me,
2: well, I, I haven't talked about it for way more than I expected to. Yeah, it is. Um, Dude, I think, I I think, think this this
1: question is like legitimately good. I know a lot of people I know don't like this question because it eats up all this time and it gets people i got josh lee kwai from command zone like arguing with me (laughs) because i asked him this question he was like we i i told him what i told you it was like i wouldn't let them out and it's just like i don't think it's as i don't think it's inherently evil is my argument
2: but i I do i think it is close to inherently evil or it's a i mean do you think do you think do you think apathy is evil
1: no
0: but it I think is, that it's a in the, it, it,
1: it, a, part of the thing is like it's the world that you're in, right? You're an adventurer. You're used to seeing Okay, So then it's like
0: everything. how genre savvy
1: you are. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. Why, that's the thing that I think people forget. They're just like, oh, it's real life. It's like it's not. First of all, there's a person yeah, in, in giant the world jar. that
2: they're in. I would I would let them out because the game designer or the DM or whoever <laughs> put them there for a reason, and it is not for you to walk by it and ignore it.
0: <laughs> I That's you know? a good point as well. And also, if I'm a if I'm a PC, I know nothing that bad is going to happen to me because the DM isn't going to let me die. Oh, you yeah, should, I yeah. should die DM for so you then for because i
1: I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I would murder you instantly.
0: Oh really? you're like yeah.
1: He,
2: he, t- he takes you to zero HP and then takes three attacks opportunity while you're dead. And you just while you're throws well, get out. If you home. were
0: DMing, I, I, all right, I'd be I'd be a little more careful. Yeah. Are, are we going to do the whole show on the jar question do no, you reckon now, or we can or? we can move on? It's I oh, well, I mean, I'm happy. We can we can do we can do another 15 minutes of jar chat if you want.
2: Hello, <laughs> guys, welcome to, welcome to Jarcast. The yeah,
0: podcast yeah, yeah, jar me a jar, Jar-my, a river. Yeah, uh, let's move on. Next question comes from I am Clockwork. This is an absolute club banging, bang you bang Ready for yeah. this one? Which magic character would you want added to Super Smash Brothers? Oof, that's such a good question. <laughs> is a I really, have the correct really answer. Question. Okay. Yeah. All right, hit us with the, uh, right. That hit us with a good This is going to be give us a good chance to, for me to actually try to think think of an answer. Dennis. Yeah, so go, trying, ahead, go ahead. So,
2: what could the person I think that should be added from Magic to Super Smash Brothers ultimate, I guess in this case, is Tajik legion's edge because if there's anything smash brothers is missing it's brooding people with <laughs> long Sorin's. swords and very little backstory
1: <laughs> that is what magic is that's missing
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's what it needs oh, oh um, yep. man yeah that's exactly what i was what's so, the so off, at yeah. time of recording they just announced the last fighter in the fighter pass and it's another freaking fighter a, from fire in. emblem yeah.
0: yep it's yeah. another
2: Fire Emblem character. I mean, and Sakurai is so excited and he in the director, like, puts up a poster and he's like, Look, I love this game. It's like I get it, but other games exist. It's the seventh Fire Emblem character in the game. Yeah. At this point, and, just make a Fire Emblem fighting game.
1: I mean, they just did they did give you Terry Bogard, so there's that.
2: I guess that's something. Yeah. And like banjo, because they were cool. Look, I, I love Smash. There's no debate there. It's yeah. just and yet, and they hyped it up so much, and then it was just a surprise. Another, yet another fire Emblem another, another in the another another sword person.
0: Leg. Yep, great. I mean, um,
1: the easy answer is Fibultho. Yeah, nah, we can do better than that. Yeah, so who who
2: has who has abilities or powers that fit naturally into a fighting game?
0: Hmm. Um, oh. Like a
2: Jani or Garrick?
0: Yeah. Oh, Garrick, yeah. See, I, Garrick love, be good. I love big like bodies. A, like a Ganon with an axe.
1: I love, yeah, I love what, like, what they are lovingly referred to as big bodies in fighting games. Mm. So, like, mm-hmm. heavy characters, like Donkey. your Donkey Kongs, your Bowsers. ks and Bowsers. Yeah. Yeah. And in most fighting games, I end up gravitating towards uh, the grapplers. Like, I don't know if you know, um, like the Zangief, or if you've ever played, Roar. like, Blaise Blue. Like, I play Tagger in blaze blue and Tagger's like a big giant robot that can magnetize people. Like that's his thing. He can suck mm-hmm. people in. What would
2: Garrick's yeah. what would Garrick's final smash be? I think he turns into Curse Garrick, right? He just goes
1: ham. Oh yeah, he goes no. Like he goes he he like it, the camera like zooms in and he like turns into Curse Garrick and there's like a full moon in the background and then the screen goes black and then everybody's dead. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's just like yeah. It's
2: I wish I, I, this isn't even close to what's possible in Smash, but I wish it was. It becomes like a first person hunting thing where you're just like
1: <laughs> just like running <laughs> after people. It just becomes a dead by dawn. <laughs> Or dead by daylight. Exactly,
2: dead by daylight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think a pretty. similar anybody with the melee weapon fits in pretty easily.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, Elspeth with the spear would be cool. Maybe that's just recent. Elspeth so would I'm be great. To, yeah, I'm trying to go through all of like the. the oh, you I'd know, love the, to see the, like the,
1: Ashiok. Actually, yeah. Ashiok
0: would be get some wild. shadow magic. Yeah, some, some, you could do some wild yeah. stuff with that character. Yeah, kind of like Zelda doing a lot of kind of like spell based stuff. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, yeah. Or she and could I do mean, stuff, like, or they. Sorry, it's they. They could do
1: stuff like um, create, like, a shadow replica. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's Mm. a mind-based kind of thing. That fights you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Ashok could actually be a good Again, Again, I worry about recency bias, but I don't think Ashok is, like, definitely off that And, I mean,
2: Vivian is basically just, like, Link. Like, they're just, like, a bow ranger person. That's not that different. Yeah.
0: like, summon animals and stuff instead of bombs. Yeah. Yeah, I think I could see Vivian happening. Yeah. Um, Oh, Teferi. Bunch of bunch of like time slowing things. That sounds like a
2: nightmare, just like it is in real magic.
0: <laughs> How about and go on this
1: journey with me? Alright. Just actual Richard Garfield. Alright. Alright. Yeah, okay. And just I'll put like him in, just slap him in there. Yep.
2: He's, he's just, like Pokemon Trainer, but he's got a deck of he's got thirty five thousand magic <laughs> cards. That <laughs>
1: That's good, yeah. But the things he summons are literally just magic cards with arms and legs. So they're yeah, just gonna like, waddle
0: about yeah. on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's good. I like that. All right, here's a, que-
2: here's a question. If Richard Garfield was like Pokemon trainer in Smash, what are mm. the three iconic things you would have? Uh okay. okay. Dragon, like and Dragon yeah, Sarah yeah, Angel, J- Iron Sengir.
0: Yeah, it, 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 it'd, be, it'd be five of them. It'd be one for each color, and it'd be like yeah, right. a Hydra, an Angel, a Demon, a Dragon, and a uh, and a, and a uh, well, I don't know, Jusum and Jusum an, Gen, an guess, ancestral but, recall. But least, yeah, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, 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 just three recall. new cards exactly. All right, well we solved that one. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think it's pretty well solved. All right, next uh, one up here from Shivam. Go ahead. What is the worst punt you've ever made in Magic, Adam?
0: Uh,
1: you guys have video evidence of it. Do you remember when I was Ooh. doing the Ravnica Allegiance streamer event? No. And I had Simic ascendancy on 20, and all I yeah. had to do was pass the turn. And I had the game won. Like, I had 20 counters. All I had to do was pass. Oh, i this. Yeah, all I had to do was pass the game, and I attacked with one of my huge fly Because they were at 20. And I had a twenty twenty flyer. And I attacked for twenty and they had a reach creature that I had put slime bind on that I forgot about and they blocked oh, it, it, and I was yeah. at one. And they blocked my flyer and then I passed the turn and they killed me. Oh <laughs> put this on top five. Yeah, right? That's right. top
0: five. yeah uh, I remember it now. Oh no
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty bad. Also I have another one. A couple of years ago at like uh before there were Magic Fest, it was like Grand Prix Vancouver and there was a team sealed event. Mm-hmm. and it was for aether revolt and uh james was wa- james what it's worse when your friend watches you do it oh yeah because mm-hmm. like i me and my opponent were playing and they were at like two like i had an attack that left them at like one health and i attacked with everything and instead of <laughs> I cast shock and killed one of the creatures they blocked with, rather oh, than wait, shocking no, their oh, face. That's a power move, man. That's a power move. Well, <laughs> it wasn't yeah, you on meant, purpose. You
0: mentioned deliberate. No, no, deliberate. Absolutely, you meant that. Meant, meant <laughs> I, that think run, you, I think
2: you have a bigger punt, Adam. What's that? I remember. I remember we were at an event and I was watching. I was watching. Pile on, Adam. Yeah, I was watching it, and you're playing this like kind of like slowy grindy deck. I think. I think James is there too. And like, I'm not certain, but I think you probably could have milked that guy for like 25 or 26. Probably meant to stop at 23. Yeah, <laughs> man. That what does, I'm making fun of Adam for there is a tweet where he milled somebody for like twenty something at yeah. an event, but typoed the tweet to say, oh, dude, just milked the hell out of this guy in this yeah. draft." And people were like, Adam, "What?" Adam Specifically, logs Mashi. Magic I had um,
1: yeah. what was that deck? Oh, that was it. Was like Modern Horizons, and I had two. Mm-hmm. I had a, like a Changeling deck with altar. Is it altar of dementia? Is that the yes, yeah. the miling one? Yeah. I had two of those cordial the vampires. One, yeah. Yeah, the milking, the milking altar. Um, and I had two of those, the Cordial Vampires, the ones that like get counters every time something dies, mm-hmm, and yeah. it puts counters on everything else. And then all my deck was Changeling, so I had this chain of events where I could like sack my whole board up to the Cordial Vampires, and then mill my opponent for like twenty.
2: Just open up a dairy farm all
0: yeah. over, man. Call yeah, it, it. it. Yep. Cool. Oh, when the cows come home, mate, that's what happened there. Yeah. Oh, I got a pretty bad punt as well. Yeah. I can share. uh This was uh, in the finals of a WMCQ. My opponent was playing Naya Blitz. They had a Thalia out, a bunch of other cards as well, and I just needed a, a sweeper. Uh, so I cast a, a Supreme. Uh, sorry, a, um, a Sphinx Revelation to look for one. But I cast it for x equals three uh, when I could only cast it for x equals two because of the Thalia. I only had six lands out, right? So the judge comes over. Get, you know, yeah, I know oh, no, It's the first. It's not the first warning I've had. Another one. It's a game loss. I'm like, okay, yep, no worries, whatever. Da, da, da. We rewind. I cast the Sphinx Revelation for two. And it is a Sunpetal Grove and a Terminus, right? So it's the Terminus that I can now cast using the seventh land, the Sunpetal Grove, right, mm-hmm. for the mana that it's to pay for the Thalia attacks. I'm like, great, fantastic, this game is in the bag. I like one sweeper and they're just dead. So I draw the two cards, draw for the turn, don't really even look at what's going on, just tap six mana and play Terminus. And the judge <laughs> hasn't even finished like finalising the warning that I got previously <laughs> after having told me that it'd be a game loss if I did another one, Right. And then I, I did made exactly the same mistake. And the, the judge is like, okay. He looks up he's like,
2: am I, am I a joke to you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a warning, which is going to be upgraded to a game loss, because you've just told me this is your third one today, so go to game three. I was like, yep, all right, yeah, cool, all right, no worries. And then I had fast in a Supreme Verdict and, and crushed him anyway, so no worries. <laughs>
1: Yeah, just no, no big deal. Just had it yeah, all. No big deal. Easy,
0: easy. Yeah, straight Australian, Australian uh, magic team uh, for the World Cup there that year was uh, a little weaker than it would have otherwise mm. been, thanks to my mm. uh, my my spike of that uh, the tournament. Anyway, what about you, Dennis?
1: What about the time uh, you went to the pre pre release and uh, you attacked me for no reason and then lost the game? Oh,
2: yeah, well, all right. Let's. let's <laughs> we want to talk about punts that I did idea video. You, never, ever, you so. never blocked
1: my Neheb. <laughs> When you I,
2: Man, you got like a memory like an elephant. That yeah, was yeah. one of the few magic victories you'd ever had. No, oh, geez. Geez. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I remember was something you said to me at the pre release So, just one of the most like amazing, wonderful experiences in my life, and I was ever glad to have been on. It It was super, super cool. But um, we were like we had this like friendly. Violent rivalry, and uh, we were playing, and I attacked you, whatever, and you like countered in some in some capacity, but like basically you got one over on me, and you looked over me, and you you Becky Lynch, me, you were like keep my name out of your goddamn mouth, (laughs) and I was so taken (laughs) aback, I couldn't handle that. This you know, I don't know how tall you are, let's conservatively say eight foot eleven man had like stared across his table at me and
1: said this to me. I was like, oh my god. The only reason I said that is because the because it was Becky Lynch, and she's Irish, and you're Irish. So it just worked out. I right. wish I I wish I could be like, dude, not
2: all Irish people are the same, but you know James that I work with? Yeah. He actually does know her. So yeah, yeah it's not I know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but anyway, right, right, I, need a, I need a real punt out of you, Dennis. Come on.
2: Oh dude, I I genuinely don't think and this is uh, not me trying to
0: be yeah, uh, yeah. Classic, yeah. classic day money. Oh, this is exactly God, it. Yeah. Classic right, day money. Let me, think.
2: Here Let it me think. Let me think. Have I ever made a mistake <laughs> in a game of Magic the Gathering? Let me think. I definitely, I, I know. Look, I'm not trying to pretend I don't punt. I punt all the damn time. I punt like there's no tomorrow. I just have this like selective memory. I don't remember that. I got, a, I got a laundry list of victories I can tell you about. Let me think about this. All
0: right, look, we can come back to it. All right, if no, you no, think it's no, no. something, no, 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 we'll sit here in silence and th- no, no, that no, that's, think that's not gonna... good. <laughs> that's not good podcasting. We'll move on. But Dennis, look, I'm going to hound you about this every single week. It's a new segment, which is Dennis remember the punt you made at some point, right? And Never, I'm going to have yeah. this about you every week. And 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 okay. Adam, I'll loop you in when he finally admits to it. Anyway, let's yeah. move on. King of Tuesday Night asks, what is your favorite magic card of all time? I have an easy answer for this one. i got an easy answer for this one.
2: My favorite. Adam, do you have an easy answer for this one?
0: Yes. And it's
1: a weird one. All right. Does, okay, us. does
2: anybody feel like they could guess anyone
1: else's? Oh, uh, no. There's ooh. too many. I don't I, I like I I I
0: adore both of you, but I don't know you well enough. Like you know no, what I mean. No, like I, I only see no, you. Well, like,
2: what, what I'm basically asking
0: is, I think have we ever talked about this before? Yeah, um, no, I, I don't think I don't. I mean, Dennis, you and I are, like very close, and I don't know what you're. Well, Dennis
1: is like think. okay, so like Dennis is an agent of chaos. He loves making things like weird or diff not or difficult. difficult. But, yeah, no, no difficult. I difficult. difficult yeah. I can say difficult. Okay, so he likes making yeah. things difficult at the the table for at someone. Yeah. Hmm. So
0: like the great Aurora. Something like that? I don't know. Like, what, what is I it? I mean, what, what,
2: your, your character assessment of these is 100% accurate, but my favorite card is Bribery. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah, 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 yeah. Just give me I that. Don't wanna, I don't want to. I don't want to bring my own cards. I yeah. want to. I want to take like. Oh, well, let's see what you got. What did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you got? I love. Pick, I there? love picking it in cube because when you pick bribery, you've picked every amazing creature in the cube. Uh, <laughs> like, they, <yeah>. they, <laughs> the possibilities are endless.
0: Yeah, that's. And, good, and cube. Every, yeah.
2: Everybody's got an Emrakul in there or mm. whatever. Some Eldrazi or some nonsense. You know, storm tide Leviathan. Or whatever. It's just mwah. That's
0: my favorite card. Easy. Yeah, great. Hmm. All right. You want to go next, Adam? Yeah,
1: sure. Uh, Grim Guardian from original Theros block. Uh, what is this card? it's a two, it's a three mana, one four enchantment creature. Uh, okay. it's a one four. And whenever it has constellation, uh, it drains your opponent. It doesn't even drain it. They lose a life. Your opponent loses a life. And why is
2: that your favorite card? Don't, <laughs> is I don't know. Card? Dude,
1: what? When I, I, Full block Theros draft, like the original Theros, is my favorite draft format of all time, and it's not it's remotely close. I get it. actually, you're the first person who's ever said that to me. Most people are like, "What? Like, why?" And it's like I think I triple
2: don't. Theros is better, but like full block's fine.
1: I think full block. Yeah, I mean, like triple Theros, I I like it. I don't think it, I don't like it as much as I like full block. Born of the Gods was bad, but um,
0: that's wild. I never would have guessed that in a yeah, thousand years. So,
1: but there's I had a thing where I, would, I just couldn't pass grim guardian man every time i saw that card when i was drafting that yeah. format i just had to take it and i lost a lot of drafts that way because <laughs> like it just wasn't good but there's something about that big idiot that it's not even a big idiot it's just this little idiot that I yeah like, well
2: it's eighth pick i don't have anything in this color but here we go it yeah. wasn't even
1: eighth pick it'd be like second pick i'd be like grim guardian oh it's open baby i'm in yeah. like i, I train wrecked so m- deck. yeah it's like i train wrecked so many drafts because i would see a grim guardian second or third and I'd be
0: like it'll work this time. Yep. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, jump in there. Wow. Uh, well, my favorite card is a little. It's it's a little more boring. It's uh, it's farseek. Oh, I thought it might have been reliquary tower. No, no, I like reliquary tower, but it's obviously like it's. I don't know. Farseek is just it's 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 the card that I just want to play in every deck. That's like all I want to do is play green. That uh, play a green deck that that is forced to sp- like ranch into other colors. Generally, I want to play like some like three or four color green based ramp nonsense deck that you know is is ramping into anything from Sakama so to like Sphinx of the Steel Wind, whatever it is. But yeah, no Farseek, I I just yeah. I got a big soft spot for it because like I owe my career to Far seek It was the deck that I you know it was in the deck that I played to win, to spike, to get onto the coverage team, all that sort of stuff. It just it all it all started with Farseek. I, I love Farseek.
2: I have remembered a punt. Oh. Okay. Uh- uh, I used to have a commander deck, a Mizzix commander deck. It was, wasn't was too far off for the out-of-the-box Mizzix like, commander deck. So basically Mizzix like when you ask, cast instant sorceries, uh, the goblin gets counters, and then instant sorceries are discounted by however many counters you have. So pretty soon you're just paying up the colored mana and stuff, and it's very, very cheap. And you go off, it's kind of like a stormy thing. And I remember going way off using, you know, Reiterate and all this stuff, generating all this mana, having all these cards, yada, you yada, you and then casting Blue Suns for X, and Stroke Genius for X, and be like, yeah! Drawing a bunch of cards, I'm like, yeah, you know, draw 20 cards, draw 24 cards, I'm like, draw thirty five cards. I'm just getting so caught up in the moment that I'm just like yeah yeah and I just draw the last card I'm back. I'm like oh I lose, oh. nice. I'm like, and I'm like laying out my deck. I'm like it would be like it was cool though, right? guys Sweet. And they're like yeah great
0: job, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> great job. You lost. Yeah. Uh, just flew uh, flew a little too close to that blue sun, huh? Yeah, that's good. good. Thank you very I like much. You very much. Yeah. All right, here's a question from uh, Alex Ubaldi yeah. who asks, do you have a physical magic collection at all? No. Where are you guys at with physical cards?
2: That's a burden.
1: Yeah, I try not to actually keep them. I yeah. I draft. I don't. I used to draft in paper like a lot, and I always just ended up giving my stuff away to my friends, like all the loading mm-hmm. ready run people. I'd be like, "Oh, do you want this?" Because I'm never going to use it, and just I've probably given away like hundreds of dollars. Yeah, of, like, I can cards. confirm.
0: I was the beneficiary of this one time because yeah. I, I, at that thing where we drafted Battle Bond, I really wanted a. Uh, I can't remember the name of the card now. What is it? It's That stupid Mythic from Battle Bond, the green one. The, <sighs> yeah, I can't um, remember Briar something. Briar, yeah, Briar, yeah. Briar Thorn Elemental or something yeah. like that, right? It's the one that makes co- token copies of creatures when they into the battlefield for my yeah. Link deck. And uh, they had one on the prize wall and uh, And I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm short by like, oh man, I can't buy this, I can't get this thing. And you're like, how many tickets are you short? I'm like, oh, like 300. Like, oh, here we go. I'm like, what? <laughs> this, is like, this is like a thousand boosters. Why are you giving yeah. me this? Yeah, I don't want it. Oh, it was great. Gonna, yeah. yeah, Still got it. Still play it. Don't, don't worry about it. See, that's my what I mean. Like, you're going to this... get more,
1: like, you're using it, right? If yeah. I had bought some stuff with that, I just would have been like.
2: That means more to than 30 boosters would have meant to you yes yeah. yeah we uh my favorite thing is when you when you're um at a draft or whatever, and someone's first time and you're like do you want all of these commons and uncons and they're like oh my god are you serious <laughs> yeah like, you yeah, do yeah, that for yeah. me and you're like dude like honestly it's important to help it's people fun. when they start and yeah. like I, i've done this so many times and the guy'll come back forward weeks said being like you pawned those off on me <laughs> yeah. you like lasted
0: he, you knew what
1: you were doing like, i That's am so not good. your
2: human trash can <laughs> like,
1: Yeah, one of my favorite this is not really really but doing nice things for people it's like i love going to pre-releases and letting my opponents maul to seven it's like my favorite thing to do because it's like not not in a, like a obviously i can't do it like i would probably do it in like the the main tournament like if i was playing in the main event of like magic Vegas, big. i would definitely let my opponent mold to seven i'm like yeah just do it <laughs> but just stuff like that i don't know i think magic's like a good uh vehicle for letting mm. people just like even just giving them cards or for whatever reason or just like letting them little little niceties throughout the game
2: yeah like, it's a good uh it's a good opportunity it's a good way to express kindness yeah Right, um, so
0: infinite free Mulligans against Adam Savin, you heard it here first. Yeah, you can play against him at yeah, any point, just, just keep mulliganing does. to seven. He doesn't so, care. Just go to he seven. Don't care. even ask me. Just go to seven. Yep. Just keep going to seven till you get that perfect hand. Yeah,
2: there are places like weird cards MTG and stuff, and like Magic is the Lucha, where charities that like you will take bulk off you. And, you know, um, you can give it to like libraries and local schools who have mm. magic clubs, they'll take it. But honestly, magic cards do sometimes feel like, like specifically draft draft. Like I have a binder yeah. full of rares that I'm I'm in yeah. the process of currently selling back to com for 30%, 30% store purchase. That's genuinely true. That's not even an ad um but like beyond that i have drawers and boxes of just cardboard man
0: mm, yeah mm. i've cut down hugely uh within the last couple of years and because i used to have cube i used to have all these decks and all this sort of stuff i'm like no nah, i want my commander decks i want my commander sideboards i want lean, one yeah. modern deck and that's it so now i've got like half a drawer whereas previously i had like an entire chest of drawers basically so yeah i've cut down i've cut down significantly and and it feels great you just don't if you don't need like i don't play competitive formats regularly so i don't need a, like the standard format physically mm-hmm. um which is uh you know yeah it's it's liberating <laughs> it's liberating not to have a, a huge like ten thousand card collection
2: yeah nick writes in and asks what is your favorite single play you've ever made and i'm gonna let you two go first because i don't want the delta between how long it took me to think of my punt and how long it took me to think of my sweet play <laughs> to be as obvious to the audience <laughs> as it's gonna be so you guys can go first <laughs> Uh, oh, I don't even
1: know. Uh,
0: I'll kick. I'll kick oh, so this, humble. I, All right. Uh, I know. No, 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 I know exactly what this sweet player is, and I'm so so proud of it. I was talking about this recently. So I was talking about this quite recently. Uh, I think it was maybe it was on an Arena Boys video. I can't remember what it was, but I've told the story recently anyway. So. I was playing against Patrick Robertson, right, who was who's a friend of mine a mate of mine back in Australia. Yeah, to wow, call him out. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, because he beat, me, he beat me one time with a 57-card draft deck, uh, oh, sorry, cube deck, because he didn't want to cut anything. He was just like, you know what, <laughs> wow. I'm just going to play with it, and he crushed me with it, so That's no, apparently- he gets no mercy. Anyway, yeah. so we, we're literally playing in the backyard, right? We're just playing there like this. This was during uh, old Teros Standard, and I'm play- he's playing Mono Black, and I'm playing White Blue Control. Anyway, we're going back and forth, back and forth. He doesn't want to resolve anything. He, or he doesn't want to, like, try to cast anything because he knows i have got counterspells. So he waits until he's got a Thought Seize. And I've been planning around this. I'm playing... I'm splashing red, right, for a certain card. I'm playing Jesko. So he goes Thought Seize. And in response, I tap all my mana except four and go Sphinx's Revelation, right? And then, no, wait, he must be playing Esper because he tried to counter at this right, Sorry, he wasn't playing Mono Black. He was playing Esper. Because he then goes, counter your Sphinx's Revelation, right? And I go... Overload counterflux. And it was so satisfying because he still had infinite mana untapped he could have counted but he could obviously because he can't counter counterflux right yeah yeah. so I go yeah but he counters the uh, counters the, the, the spell. I go and draw my million cards with Sphinx's Revelation and then he's like yeah, yeah but still thought season I'm like nobody. I overloaded counterflux and he, he was just oh oh I like I don't I, I very I so very rarely beat Patty Robertson when I was living with him and no, I oh that day mm, oh mm, I still remember oh such victory the taste of victory has not left not yet left my tongue from that day Oh my. <laughs>
1: um i don't think i if i can think of something like just like specific right
2: i made fun but i could buy that adam has never made a good play in his life like i'm fine with accepting that as a truth. yeah Whoa. that's fair yeah <laughs> Poor um, Adam.
1: i remember i mean it wasn't a good play but i did get to crush james at a pre-release uh for ether revolt mm-hmm. i did wow, choose james turner uh member of loading radio run i went uh Turn one, so it was like Vessel of Ferocity into the Winding Constrictor into sack the vessel, put the counters on the snake, cast Narnum Renegade, which is like a 2 3 death touch for one.
2: You have some serious card name, yeah, here, man. This is, yeah, it's just- and insane. then I attacked
1: oh, with both of those, and I played walking Bliss on four, and he was just like, "Okay, I'm done." I was like, "Yeah, it's <laughs> okay. like yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Taste it, mate." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Mm. All right, Dennis, uh,
0: you got to play it. We should move on. You can you can jump back in when you think of it.
2: No, I got no no no, I got it. Um, oh, okay, look, go go go. This is. A, I think I might talk about this on the show already, but I'm going to regard the fans of the tail again. Uh, it was during, um, oh my god, it was during that very Kansas Tarkir pre-release. Like our proto party that Nikki and I met at. This might be why we ended up together. She was so blown away by the play, but that's genuinely true. <laughs> we were playing, and I was playing some green blue deck or whatever. I guess it was probably a three color deck, because I was saying a salte deck or something. And I had a woolly locks on. And like this is like oh, the set's love basically that brand new.
1: Love that Most
2: people haven't played with it yet. Yeah. And it's a seven six, right? When you flip it up?
1: Yeah. No, it's six seven.
2: Six seven, six yeah. seven. My opponent, anyway, is on six. And I attack with it. And he's got me. He's got me dead to rights on board. Like, like he's he's significantly ahead. And I attack with it, and he's like, "I don't want to block, but if it's woolly locks it on, I'm dead." And I was like, "Which one's that?" And he goes, "No blocks." And I go, "Great, woolly locks it on." He was like, "You." <laughs> uh, he was so mad. Oh, that's <laughs> very I've good. Nev- I've never let him live it down. I've oh, never Con- Conal, I know you don't listen to the podcast, but Connell, that one's for you. And I-, I, I got you. I got you.
1: Yeah. you... Yeah, that's like a, that's a soul-binding contract, like you're, yeah. Oh, it was beautiful.
0: He's never getting over that. All right, next question come to us from Andrew Rothwell. This one might be a bit of a thinker as well. You have to design a new set. What is the setting? And Andrew also adds, and why is it Luchador inspired? Is that where you'd go, Adam? Is that the direction you'd take a new magic set?
1: I kind of want to, cause I think there's a lot like of, like a day of the dead kind of like a, a Spanish, you know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. that oh, okay. setting, yeah. you know what I mean? I think there's room to explore. Um, yeah, sure. I, I mean, like Theros is a really good kind of like that's my I was gonna jam. say, I
2: would have like, said, if you'd asked me before, I, I loved I used to love Greek mythology and stuff as a kid. I would have said that in yeah. a heartbeat. I was super hyped when they first announced Theros back in 2013,
1: or whatever it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like coming up with something from scratch, I've never been like, that good of like that creative of a person to be like oh this isn't something i've really kind of thought about but i think like the more i think about the luchador set i'm just like yeah that could be something cool but like not like (laughs) not not like an unset yeah like not like an unset you know what i mean like Mm. do like a spanish-based set but just take it seriously kind of like with all the lore that they have
0: yeah. Sure. Like, that's... It's, not, it's not really Spanish mythology, oh, but that, that kind of. Yeah, a that Viking set. Sense. I'd love to see a Viking set. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, time. we're definitely going to see Viking set. Yeah. We're definitely going to see Viking set. There's like a bunch of trademarks that Wizards of, or uh, that Hasbro has filed on, like, you know, things as uh, Fjord, Fjord, plane and plane chase or something? It's something like that. Like, it's definitely going to, yeah, we, we're going to see Viking set know, very soon. You know, sale, the I'm
1: famous Twitch emote PogChamp? Yeah. yeah well i'll say pure champ sometimes and try to convince people that that's how they say it in sweden i'm like yeah that's how they that's <laughs> pure champ,
0: champ. <laughs> that's like something
2: that's like something someone in Age of mythology says if you tell them to go clean <laughs> up a tree they go pure champ pure <laughs> <chump>. <laughs> uh
0: you got one for us dennis
2: Man, i'm trying to think out uh, viking sets are really like a god, like, yeah, especially great. like the recent god of war game and stuff that's like, oh. very strong yeah i wonder if you could go like a little further out like if you could have like uh I don't mean like an alien set. I'm just now just operating in the, you know, PlayStation 4 exclusive video game world Mm. where you have like a normal world or like, you know, like a prehistoric fantasy world Mm -hmm. that has like this outside influence of technology. Like I'm talking like Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. Okay. That kind of thing, where you like you still have spears, but you have like I know Magic Can't have, doesn't really have guns, but you have like this like technocratic kind of thing. Or you could just go super like way out and do like actual cyberpunk. I don't think magic No
0: I, nothing... I wouldn't like I wouldn't enjoy Cyberpunk, but I know what you like Horizon Zero Dawn where there's sort of like uh, you know, kind of like a weird take on Phyrexia, where it's like there's yeah, a, not, not Phyrexia, sorry, uh, no, 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 uh, no, where it's like there's a lot of no, sort of like a lot of uh, constructs, uh, a lot of like metal, a lot of that sort of stuff, but it's still, you know, it's sort of like, uh Mirrodin slash zendikar mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah that kind yeah. of
0: thing yeah i think that'd be extremely cool yeah do you um, i'm Jones trying to think as well mine would definitely be his like historically based i was trying to think like kind of age of sale type stuff i like that kind of uh you know the but then that, that was kind of done with ixalan um, yeah, yeah that's kind know, of the, the that, lost world explorers and pirates and stuff. Explorers, pirates, that sort of thing that that's that's already it's already kind of been done um and so, I don't know, something to do with exploration, something to do with, like, uh, discovering. Um, but then again, that's kind of already been done a little bit with, with Zendikar, you know. Um, so I think they've kind of already touched upon a lot of the, um, maybe maybe sort of 15th, 16th century, you know, when, when, when everyone was wielding rapiers and had, like, big ruffs and silly hats mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff, you know. Like, like a Three Musketeers of- kind of thing? Yeah, there you go. So that's even a little bit later into the 17th century, that sort of thing. I think that'd be well, very that's kind of, cool.
2: That's kind of like Innistrad, just not horror themed, right? Yeah, Innistrad all right, that, all right. That, ooh, that, yeah.
0: like Innistrad, but not horror, yeah. So
1: it's, it's, it's the- Like a Tudor, you know. like a Tudor set. Or oh, have you ever read uh, Lies of Loch Lamora? No. No? Okay, no. well, okay, well, that
0: <laughs> that setting. Actually, I think no, I would no, love no. to see like a setting. Oops, I just hit my mic. I'd, um, like, I'd like to change my answer, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm we've already kind of done uh mythology folklore that sort of stuff with throne of and before that lore one. let's just go deep on scottish mythology like scottish history right mm-hmm. so it's like highlands it's mountains it's forests it's lakes it's uh it's it's blokes in kilts chucking logs about it's mm-hmm. uh, you know all the all the the the, the pictish uh folk tales and monsters and and heroes and all that sort of stuff right and constantly struggling against the you know the greatest foe that the world has ever seen, mm-hmm. the English.
1: <laughs> I'm digging. I okay. Yes, I, mean, I love that.
0: the I mean. The evil empire to the south that yeah. is constantly encroaching. You know, there's like woad and there's kilts, and yeah, I love it. I'd love that. Yeah.
2: Can I tell you, talking about Scottish um, folklore, which has a lot of overlap with Irish folklore, obviously. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you my favorite Scottish, or sorry, my favorite Irish like folk tale myth? Go on. All right, strap in, boys, for Mm -hmm. the Salmon of Knowledge. All right? Yeah. So the Salmon of Knowledge is about a magical salmon. Sorry, it's an ordinary salmon who lives in a well, all right? Okay. And it eats nine hazelnuts that fell into the well of wisdom. Okay, wait, normal compared to what?
0: Like other salmon? no, it's just an
2: ordinary salmon. It's a salmon like a salmon like you would buy in a store today.
0: Okay, because already it's, you're not a normal salmon if you live in a well, not a river. Yeah,
2: that's true. It's right. wandered into this well somehow through somehow through, through like in a in a in a prequel, I guess. Does that the has fish not fish wandered. Really.
0: Yeah, I think you can wander. You know what? Someone put him in a jar. <laughs> And then he was let out into a well <laughs> so he could live out a fulfilled life. Yeah, anyway, go on. Yeah, sorry,
2: That's so good. Anyway, so nine hazelnuts fall into the well from these nine trees that are around it, and the salmon eats them all, just gobbles them all up, right? Yeah. Okay. And then Probably. by this act, the salmon gains all of the world's knowledge, obviously. And the first person to eat the salmon gains the world's knowledge. And this dude catches it or whatever, and he's... He's, like, cooking it for his master or whatever, and he's frying the salmon over the fire, and he, like, he goes to touch it to see if it's done, it burns his, um, it burns his hand, he's like, ah, and he, like, sucks the, like, the sand to, like, make itself feel better, because it hurts, and that's how he gains all of the, all of the salmon, salmon knowledge in the world. End of myth.
0: Wow. So there's not even him like going and looking up like the, you know, tats lotto numbers and winning the lottery or anything else like that. No, like no, he no. Knows and for the
2: rest it. of his journey, that, that hero, Fionn, would have to suck on his thumb to access world knowledge.
0: Oh, because <laughs> there's still little bits of salmon juice yes. left on his thumb. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's yes. good. I like that part. That's really good. Wow. What Irish a, what myths are
2: weird. There's another way yeah. he just... There's, no, there's an Irish myth where the, the same hero, I think, Finn McCool... Is this Finn McCool? Sh- yeah, I was going to yeah. say I
0: knew it was Finn McCool.
2: Yeah, he fights... Like, in, in this myth, our grindish hero... Kills a dog with a stick. That's the
0: whole myth. It's <laughs> <Wow. laughs> just animal cruelty. He performs, oh, in which Finn McCool perpetrates minor Literally crimes, beats a dog
2: to death in the street with a stick, and it's kind of a big dog, I guess. But still, that's it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how big it
1: is. <laughs> oh God. Oh, is it just like a okay. domestic
2: dog? I think it's like I think I I, I don't remember I, we did this in like primary school when I was like seven or eight, so I'm sure mm. it was like a coujo type situation. But yeah. in my head it's just a dog and he kills it and the town people towns people are like, Whoo! Yeah. Is All right, really well, fin,
0: Okay, In fantasy to Finn McCool, he also did a bunch of other very cool stuff. He had like a glowing sword and he had you know, he he he'd like he'd cut about in a horse, like rescuing people and stuff. Like he did have a lot of there was a lot of different adventures he had. Yeah,
2: but now it's coming out in his teen years this dude was yeah. a little problematic, yeah. stealing fish, beating dogs. Beating to death, dogs you know, to death. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: yeah. All right, well, let's keep cracking on here. We've got a question from Jay Last Who are the best heels and/or faces in MTG, uh, either story or community? Let's do community because that's much juicier. Uh, who are the best heels and faces in MTG recently?
2: Hmm. Who's like a tip, like a typical? I mean, so, f- you- first of all, for those, for
0: those heel. Hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. For first of all, for, for people who aren't. Wrestle, wrestle boys yeah. like uh, yeah, like you two. People aren't sort of necessarily into into wrestling. <laughs> yeah, uh, a heel is uh, like a a, a, a bad, bad guy. guy, like someone a prototypical
2: yes. villain, yeah. a
0: villain, and and a face is like a hero. Yes, okay. But it's like right. in
2: kayfabe. It's like for the purpose of like the show.
0: Yeah. Yes. All right. Um. Let's not do story because that's boring. Let's just do the actual community.
2: Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Name some mm. names.
0: Yeah. Let's name some names. And do you know who I'm going to put up as a as a heel? Yeah. Who's that? LSV. Luis Scott Vargas, he's actually a heel co-founder yeah.
2: of the website that we are producing this podcast he's for he's actually a heel he disguises <laughs> it
0: really well right mm-hmm. but he's actually like he goes around he niggles at people he's like ah oh, I've got this little joke I'm going to make at your expense oh I'm going to do this oh and then I'm going to beat you because I'm one of the best players in the world at Magic as well mm-hmm. but everyone goes for him he's like I don't know if there's, there is there is a a wrestling equivalent but I think Luis is actually like the lovable he's the heel that you all cheer for yeah. is
1: there a lovable heel in wrestling Adam? I mean Chris Jericho like yeah, that's it's good. That's good. Um, I would argue that uh, people like Rock, Rock the Dwayne Johnson. Rock, that's. I knew you were going to say it. I knew it was coming.
0: Yeah, John Cena soul. maybe. <laughs> John Cena barely even wrestles anymore. What about the yeah. Undertaker? No. Is he still up to? Is he still burying people in the <laughs> in in the canvas? Know, oh you know who I, know. I don't like it's that it's that that uh, that that big big hulk hogan fellow oh he's um, no good yeah but i mean like he's a racist
1: so oh okay so <laughs> he's, he's not even like a kayfabe
0: heel he's yeah, just like I an actual just, heel just All
1: right, actual asshole. it could yeah, be worse no. he could have perpetually wet hair like roman reigns though yeah that's true um oh, man in the community lsv yeah i would say like lsv's like but not as antagonistic like I guess he's pretty I've, antagonistic. Had people, he's I've had pretty people, antagonistic
2: to I've had people sort of, you, you. you don't work with him as much as we do, but yeah, he's pretty yeah. antagonistic. Cause I've had people
1: describe me as playfully antagonistic. I would like agree that, that. That's probably how you want to. Yeah. Label there you go. L's that's, here. What, like, that's what I was like. Yeah. For sure. yeah. Like he teases you, but you know that it's never malicious, right? Yeah. I would yeah. hope anyway. Yeah. Who's well, the
2: face? Who's the one you want to all root for?
1: Oh, I mean like, uh, it's an easy answer uh, to this one. Who's the cuisine dude?
0: Oh, Gucci. Mangucci. Yeah, yeah. Mengucci, actually. That's a good one. That's that I was going to say, like, Reed Duke is, over, is just the Reed easy Duke, answer to that one. one. But yeah. actually, Mengucci is, is a great answer. Always got a smile on his face. Always a lovely fellow to hang out with. Yeah. Dominguez as well? Yeah,
1: I was going to say, the guy who just won. I know I'm bad with names, but I was like, but no, card, card names cards, 2011 is yeah, yeah, no yeah, problem. Yeah. Nail <laughs> magic cards forever, but yeah, names yeah. I'm bad with. Yeah, the guy who won the Pro to Mingus, Tour. Yeah. With Embercleave. Yep. the Embercleave dude. That's I just associate people with like cards. I'm like, oh it's yeah. the, it's the ex Oh Ember Cleaveman. <laughs> Ember man yeah. Ember
2: you, you, you get off, you text the girlfriend, yeah. I just did this podcast with a Farseek seeking bribery guy. It was <laughs> <Yeah>. cool.
0: <laughs> well who who are some other heels maybe then? Do you know who's a heel for me is Toffle? Yeah. Your friend Toffle. Like one of my best mates oh he's such a nasty boy, that man. <laughs> I'd say he's Dennis such is a, a heel. Dennis is a heel. I know why I've never seen that before. Dennis is a Like, absolutely if heel. I was wow. ever
1: to be a wrestler, I would love, heel is the thing I would love to be. Oh, oh for sure. Oh, I would love it.
2: Chew the scenery, cream rises to the top. Yeah, oh.
1: dude. Make people boo you. Like, to get people to really <laughs> boo you, you know, yeah, yeah. to get them to you really, really have to have got in there. Yeah. Yeah. You got the, yeah. You're like, I mean, it's free real estate in their head, right? Like, it's just like, oh, man that just to have that power over people it's not even like i get it like i guess actors go through the same thing where it's like oh i really hated your character and show x or whatever and it's like mm. that's the end goal thanks right? yeah. yeah but it's just oh man
2: Oof. there's a great there's a great bit where alan rickman uh rest in peace i love him talks about um he's talking to some kid and the kid comes up and is like um why do you always play such bad people now I'm Rickson, I'm Rickson I don't play bad people I play very interesting
1: characters <laughs> yeah, yeah. to do this you, like six year old yeah like I mean villains are always just more I am like I've always been a person who loves a good villain and I hate it when oh the for villain, sure I hate it when the villain loses because i feel like most most media (laughs) yeah so it's like most media for me is like very hard to digest i'm just like i just want to see somebody i mean like obviously in my media i don't want to see like a real villain like someone be a real piece of like i'm just like i just want to i want my media to have good villains and i like it when Mm. like the good guys lose and stuff like that i love that. yeah it makes Mm. it definitely makes more interesting for sure yeah yeah yeah. Uh, but Uh, but as far as magic goes like yeah i don't i think that we got we kind of nailed it to be honest
0: all right. Well, let's move on here. The next question comes from Frozen Joshical. Uh, it's specifically for you, Adam. Adam, you seem like a natural when it comes to games. What started you down the gaming road, and what is your greatest challenge when it comes to games?
2: Addendum question. How much did you pay Frozen Joshical to submit <laughs> <make>
1: this question? <laughs>
0: That's actually me. I wrote the question. Yeah. one of your, oh, one of your sock puppets, there, mate. Yeah. One of your Russian bots. Yeah. Um. I
1: don't. I don't necessarily like. I have a reputation of playing like kind of hard stuff mm. um but
2: soul so, souls-esque games yeah, or just games.
1: like like taking stuff and making it harder on purpose just to do it kind of thing oh,
0: like no, i'm the opposite man i will sit i will sit and chat the first thing i do when i open up a game is change the easy the change the difficulty setting to to easy. Yeah. i'm busy no, I, I, play, I, play, I play
2: games on hard by default yeah.
0: no no
1: no i'm but busy like, I got things to do um like the big things are like i did have you ever played darkest dungeon yeah. Um, So I played through that game on the hardest difficulty, but without torches, without the torch mechanic, like all the way through. And there's a bunch of stuff that happens that makes it so much harder and it's hard to explain, but like the best way I can put it is like, if you're playing Darkest Dungeon Torchless, um, it's like you're rolling the dice a thousand times and you have to win 900 of the dice rolls and the dice are weighted against you.
0: Yeah. Jeez.
1: So, and that took me like four months to do of like streaming. Like I would stream it every day and, and you took, did it. Yeah, I did it eventually. That's insane. I can't of...
0: beat darkest dungeon on on like the basic easy with, with torches. Wow, that's insane.
1: And then there's a game called I want to be the Boshi. Yeah.
0: Which is like a super yeah, popular like a, um, fan-made game, like yeah.
1: Bullet hell, it's kinda, right? It's
2: like it's like I want to be the guy, right? That's yeah. the whole Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I beat that just like last year, I think last year is when I did it to be easier. So well, I just I couldn't do
0: it, man. I don't um, have the patience. Anyway,
1: what got me started. I don't know. Just I fell into it as a kid. I just picked up we had an Atari 2600 I remember um playing games like River Raid and Adventure and um and then it just kind of just kept going from there like none in my family was into it like my brothers and my sister um sometimes played but I was always the one that was like this is the thing I want to do like I love doing this and uh I don't know I don't remember like an actual like start you know what I mean like just kind of happened um Greatest challenge, as far as like, I've stopped playing things like. I, as I've gotten, I guess it happens when you get older, but you just stop. Real, you start realizing it's like no one cares if you beat this thing on hard. Yeah, no one gives. Yep. A f-. like just no people don't yeah. care, and it's like such you a waste of my time.
0: Do, here's something ridiculous that that might entertain you. What I used to do, way way back, this is before autosave. So this is in like Grand Theft Auto Three and Grand Theft Auto like Vice City and that sort of thing, right? Mm. I would reload the game whenever I was busted or wasted, because there was something that kept track of it in your stats, how many times you'd been busted or wasted, right? And I wanted it to yeah. be zero. No yeah. one ever looked at that stat apart from me, but yeah. I always would reload. And there's no auto-saves. Like, I'd have to sometimes... I'd miss out on, like, hours of gameplay if I just happened to get, like, four stars randomly while I'm driving around, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just did that, and I wasted so much of my adolescence yeah. on, like, Gamers. replaying things because I wanted that zero there, and no one saw it.
1: Gamers are weird, dude. Like, um you want to know my biggest gaming crime is um when i was younger uh i couldn't uh beat um on goldeneye on the n64 you had to like beat the levels under certain times to unlock um the cheat codes yeah Mm -hmm. and uh i used a pro action replay to unlock the invincibility cheat on the facility because you had to beat it in like two two minutes and five seconds or something like that and i used it pro-action replay to beat it and then told my brother that i did it legit oh. yeah shame on you because i was too embarrassed to admit
0: that i had cheated oh that's terrible yeah
2: you had that, that that's that one's for you in saint peter man that's not for the
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible man like the yeah. I, the cheating whatever but the telling your brother yeah. oh no yeah Have you told him since? Have you come clean? No, I don't think so. How do you have that weighing on your conscience? (laughs) I I just forget about it. (laughs) I just bury uh, it deep down. Well, no, Adam's
2: Adam's brother actually passed away in a tragic uh, forest jar incident, so it doesn't actually come up all that often.
0: (laughs) Oh man, that is that is that is too much. But yeah,
1: that's that's my big thing.
0: Jeez. All right, we, all got right.
2: A, we got a social engineering question here from uh, Camille Kubiak.
0: Yeah, yeah this one We're adapted a- adapted a little bit here from Camille's tweet. Go on. Yeah,
2: editorial. Uh, you're, at, you're at a table with the other two people on the podcast. You have a zero one one creature without Defender. Who would you attack first? So yes. This is purely to send a message. For, I was going to say we'll all say them at the same time. Uh-huh. Okay, let's all say it at the
0: same time. Three, two, one, ding. Riley. Riley. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> yeah, Riley, it would upset you more. For sure. Yeah.
2: Basically, your, your, your reaction alone there yeah. answers the question as to yeah.
1: why. Bullies, like Riley, bullies are always looking for a reaction, and I know I, I would get a reaction out of you if I, I attacked you with a zero one. I
0: can't look EDH tape without being unfairly targeted. Uh, <laughs> right, oh, right. my goodness. Yeah, I can't All believe right, this. Mo- from, from two of my favorite people on Earth as well, no less. What yeah. a betrayal. Right, let's top let's 10 anime, anime, <laughs> yeah,
2: top <laughs> anime betrayal. Let's make a sprint for the finish here. Mongi oh. Rama asks, what is your favorite moment from Magic Fest or other magic event?" Meeting these two. Oh,
0: that's yeah. sweet. Uh, my favorite time, Dennis, is when I was with you and someone stopped us to ask for a photo. This has happened to you twice, once with Wedge and once with me. Someone yes. stopped to ask for, for a photo. And I was like, yeah, yeah sure, no worries. Straighten my tie. And the guy looked at me and said, oh, no, no, sorry. I meant with Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think about that every night when I go to sleep. Yeah, I oh, bet you do. So good. I bet oh, you do. So, oh, man.
1: <laughs> that's so good. It's so unfair. Uh, actually, it. it's worse that it happened with Dennis. Because anyone else... It would have been mm. fine, oh, right? Dennis is a no f- right? And also, Dennis is insufferable when he has the upper hand, right? <laughs> oh, of Like course. he's just yeah. like he—he's yeah. the type of person that will just like, yup. Perfect. You deal. remember that time that somebody like he keeps bringing it up, and it's just like, yes, we get it. You're cool. I like, mean, that was
2: gonna be my one if you didn't bring it up. So that's <laughs> perfect. Uh, I
0: had no, to get no, in the fist.
2: Genuine. It's get, getting real from him. My favorite moment and moments overall at events like Magic Fest and stuff of the community is. Is the bits outside the games. It's like mm. it's sitting in the hotel lobby at like one AM not even playing magic, just like sitting with people that you know only because of this game that we all share, like you two, and sitting there and talking, or like chatting in an Uber on the way to the event, that kind of stuff. These little pockets of like interaction with human beings that are facilitated through our connection of all playing mm. this great game mm. together. That that genuinely and I know it's corny and I, I and Yeah, like, it's not it's especially, funny. especially after Adam just called me like the biggest jerk on earth. It's kinda of, it's kind of a weird a weird turn. <laughs> oh come but on, no, people though, have called you worse. That's true, <laughs> Denise. For example, um, um, if we, well,
0: okay. If we're gonna have to, you know, bring it down to that level of like earnest seriousness, I also have to mention Toffle winning a mythic championship because oh, that sure. was literally the best Magic memory I've ever had in my entire life. Like, there's I a was, clip you
2: can watch.
1: You Riley, Riley sprints on stage. I actually just and, watched that clip. Like, just saw a little while ago, a couple weeks ago, or something like
0: that. It was. Oh my goodness! What, yeah, what a weekend! I was, I was sicker. I was sick as a dog. I was so unwell. I had the flu. I'd, I'd, I'd been up all night with like fever dreams and stuff. And then top of one, I ran on stage. I like, gave him a big smooch. Made him sick as well, which was fantastic. But mm-hmm. that, what, like what? jeez. What, oh, what a, a weekend! Him, been in his finest flu. <laughs> him him. It's like <laughs> you think you won. No, you won a cold, my friend. You won the flu. All right, um, Human,
2: Human-AssAthenes asks, what OG Theros block card are you missing in Theros Beyond Death? Adam's already answered that, right? <laughs> yeah, That's it's easy. Yeah, indeed. I was hoping yeah. they were going
1: to reprint it.
2: <laughs> James Baskwell asks, what is your favorite part of playing limited? This is contentious because Adam and I love limited, and Riley, yeah. you don't. Yeah,
0: my favorite part of playing limited is not doing it. Yeah, it's it's like asking what your favorite part of a movie is, and you say the credits. Yeah, I, I don't. No, I don't, because if, if it's the credits, you've already watched the film. Like, I don't like playing limited. Limited is hard, and it's still testing. Do you like testing. drafting? I like actually that's true I like drafting. Yeah, I, I like drafting's drafting. drafting's the best part. Yeah, I know yeah that's
1: I, uh, okay. see, I'm I don't going mind to camp that I love I love drafting but I think playing the games is more fun. I don't know but
2: I, I, I think I think people do undervalue how much fun limited games are. People are like oh yeah. like something a lot of people a lot of like old school magic players do and like entrenched magic players do is they'll draft and then like they'll just like look at their decks and be like oh you would have won let's just go to dinner and I'm like oh I
1: Oh, that makes me sick. That's really good. So efficient.
2: Oh, this is I Adam's equivalent of like this is to Adam as cracking packs for no value is to Marshall.
1: Yeah. I like, yeah, James is the same way. Like, he will do. Sorry, James Turner. He will be like, oh, I just want to draft, and then we'll just like show each other our decks and then move yeah, on. I'm like, no, yeah. I want to play. I want to see how the cards work. And like, sometimes I get a sweet deck, and I want to like play it. You know,
0: nah, man. Limited sucks. Limited's too hard. It's too skill testing, and nah, nah. I'm too. I'm. I'd I'm, I, I prefer to play EDH, where you know you can just do dumb stuff and not get punished for your mistakes, unless you're getting unfairly targeted by everyone at the table.
1: <laughs> well, we did just both hit you for zero, so. All
0: right, boys. Well, let's, look let's put a let's put a bow on, Let's finish things up here. This is a question coming from E Z Bake, who asks, "What makes you love Magic: The Gathering?"
1: For me, it's kind of like any game that I play that I get really into, and it's the people mm-hmm. that I play it with. That's more... Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: that's... It's kind of like what I was saying earlier. That's that's
1: what I was going to say, too. Yeah. I mean, it's cliche to say, like, it's not about magic. It's about the gathering, right? Like, it's just, Mm. like... I think that that's with any game. It's, like, if the people you're playing with are fun and you're engaged um, or whatever, it's, like, it just drives up the enjoyment for me obviously immensely and like i've been very lucky like i've i've been afforded more opportunities than this game like magic has afforded me more opportunities than i think i would ever have yeah.
0: dreamt oh, would oh yeah. possible. and i'm an exactly I'm exactly I'm the same too, I for I'm all there, three yeah. of us right like we've yep.
1: all kind of just been like i was uh, two years ago i didn't really have anything to do with magic the gathering and now like i got to do mm. friday nights and i got to do command zone and i got to do the pre-pre-releases now and it's just like what is this? Like Heart Street. No, right I was ahead. hoping this podcast would have made
2: that
0: list but whatever, that's by the way. Yeah, that's well, fine. <laughs> maybe maybe one day, Dennis, maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, no, look, I'm in exactly the same position. Like I was just a, you know, I just started playing it kind of on a whim because some friends introduced me to it and now like you know, I make my entire living off yeah. this stupid card game that we all love so much and uh I guess that's I probably think... my the, the thing that makes me love it is the opportunities that it, it 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 affords me, the opportunity to, to express myself in the content that I make and and you know, With stuff like Arena Boys or stuff like this podcast, hang it with friends and and share some of the joy that I get from people like, uh, you know, Toffle and Jamin and, um, yeah, with, uh, you know, with, with other people. Um, and I get to travel. I get to see the the game being played at 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 its at its very best by the best players in the world. And of course, yeah, I made a bunch of, of really great friends. One of whom is 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 on this call with me right now. And and there's Dennis here too as well. So. <laughs> woof
2: woof woof! I saw it coming a mile away. Yeah. Still hurt. Oh man! Yeah. I saw that train. Uh, I saw that train. For oh, a dude. Uh, my favorite thing probably, and this is something we talked about in the podcast before, is the way it's taught me to look at. Other games and at my life and at the mm. world, mm. this like oh, this great, like yeah. hyper analytical problem solving, make the right play kind of thing, yep. optimization thing. Now, when we've talked about it as well, that is a double edged sword, and you can go too far on that. And can it can ruin other games for you. It can even like turn like for a time in my life, I wrote an article about this a long time ago. It made me very obsessive, mm-hmm. and it really did some damage to my mental health. Genuinely, like it made mm. me more obsessive. But um since then, I've learned to like. I mean, this is years ago. I've learned to curb that and harness that. I think and the the analytical skills that magic has taught me have proved invaluable in my life outside mm. the game mm. and that's something I, I you know that's something i definitely didn't get out of all those t- hours i'm playing call of duty modern warfare 2 when i was in high school you know what i mean
0: mm-hmm. yeah i think all three of the the answers like we i think we all kind of fall into each of those categories that we've highlighted like we all you know have made have, have built incredible relationships thanks to magic we've all you know i've been afforded opportunities to travel and and, and meet people and express ourselves through the game. And as you say, Dennis, well, we've all had our thinking changed, our philosophies and our ways of life and that sort of stuff, uh, touched by magic. And, yeah, I mean, but it's interesting that we all bring up points that are relevant, I think, for the three of us as, as things that we, we love about the game. Yeah, that's, that's very cool, I think. Yeah, it's,
1: like, it's bizarre. I don't know. It's just even still to this day thinking about, like, being able to go... To Magic Fest and meet you guys and just, like, it's wild how something so simple, it's like, it's just a card game, right? Mm. Like, it's, like, yeah. and it's given us all these, it's given us a way Completely
0: to... Completely change our lives. ...pay our
1: rent and, like, not only yeah. like that, but just, like, oh, it's incredible. Yeah.
0: All right, well, look, let's leave it there. Uh, Adam... Thanks so much for coming on Scribe River. Oh, what thanks, lie, thanks for having me. This is a lot of it's, fun. You,
2: you can tell we had fun because we doubled the length of the podcast.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. So and, when, if we have any other guests on now, and we don't go for this long, you'll know that. Oh, you are wow. still But also that exactly. if you
1: do do this long of an episode with other guests, then I'll be upset. Like you're screwed if you're, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Right?
0: No, because oh, yeah. no, no, no. Because if we're
1: because if, if you, you do if you if, if you talk to somebody longer than you talk to me, then I'll be upset.
0: Yeah, but we're not going to do that. Because you're our number one, and you always will be. You're a special boy, Adam. All right. <laughs> and also, I don't want to have to edit another bloody hour and a half podcast as well. So that'll be the other. I know reason, what you Feature baby. If anybody understands, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you have to edit an yeah. hour and a half podcast. Yeah, good but no, look, thanks for coming on the show. Maybe we'll, you know, we'll ha- we'll wait for the cool down to reset, and and then maybe we'll have you on again at some point with more questions. But uh, th- yeah. thanks so much for finding the time. It's, it's been a lot of fun to hang out.
1: Yeah, no problem. Is there anything so, you want to
0: plug, Adam? Where can people find you?
1: Uh, yeah, I stream at twitch.tv slash cbats. It's S-E-A-B-A-T-S. Um, I do that every morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, currently playing through Dragon Quest 11.
0: I've been on a big GRPG oh. quick kick. How 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 are Dragon Quests 1 through 10? I don't know. Didn't play any of them. Skipped it. Uh, not a purist. No. Wow, okay. Not, not a real gamer. Not a real fake gamer. Yeah. Fake. Gamer, gamer card, please. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter, too, so um yeah that's pretty much it you also catch me at loading ready run Uh, i do a bunch of stuff on youtube for them and also at twitch.tv slash loading ready run uh they run the twitch channel more like a tv station we have a bunch of different shows Mm. um and yeah we do the pre-pre-releases we do friday nights um and yeah that's pretty much it
0: sweet make sure you go and follow adam on twitter as well at cbats and twitter of course is oh sorry at uh, wake up super excuse me at wake up super um and while you're on twitter Go and visit Dennis. And, I mean, there's an easy way to get to Dennis's uh, Twitter profile. Just go to RileyKnight.com and it'll take you straight there. <laughs> no, it's uh, com. Oh, sorry, com and it'll take you straight there. Uh, that's amazing. And, uh, you, you can, uh, um, that was, yeah, that's true. You can send in questions, queries, or or quandaries that you have for us to answer next week. Next we week, we'll resume regular programming. If you, if there's a guest that you'd like to have on the show, make sure to tag them on Twitter. Tell them that you'd like us to be on the show. We'll reach out to them as well and see if we can get, get that particular stew on the fire. We'll see how we go there. Um, but uh, I think we're done for this week boys thanks so much for hanging out with us Uh special thank you of course goes to Channel Fireball for sponsoring the show once again and of course to Joachim Karud who has just released a new album what? go and listen to it it's so 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 good he's one of the best musical uh, artists on the planet I'm such a big fan of his work but thank you so much Joachim Karud for the use of uh, of the song uh, Shine which is our theme, our theme music and he's got a bunch of great free music you can go and listen to uh, right now uh, now that you finish finished this podcast, you're free to go and do that. Go and do that for the rest you, for the rest of the day. Anyway, we're done, Dennis. Any any closing remarks for you, my friend? No, thank you for joining us. Keep, please keep your questions and
2: uh, comments
0: and pyramids coming in, and we'll see you next time. All right, take care of yourselves, and uh, we'll see you uh, again next week for another Scrymy River.